Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancti Michael Arcangele, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias, diabli est o praesidio. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamur. Tuque princeps militae calestis, santram aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Speculum justitiae, ora pro nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salmierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. The one thing, above all, that I have to be thankful for is that the Lord God poured out his grace upon me and called me home to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I've spent a lot of time on this podcast calling out the injustices and the potential injustices that are being lined up and getting ready to be put into motion. But there's one injustice that bothers me more than most. It is the failure of the American people, that is to say, the people who were brought up in the United States of America, to question the narratives And it's a failure that I had for much of my life. Most of my adult life I spent as a Protestant. And I remember saying, well, history is written by the victor and the people who win are often the ones who are determined, you know, the lens that we look through for most of history. And it has become readily apparent in the last five years It's become largely apparent for me, but in the last five years, it has become so blatantly apparent to me that while the United States of America is not a Catholic country by any stretch of the imagination, there is no nation on the face of the earth that owes its existence more to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church than the United States of America. Not one. On today, as I record this, this is Thanksgiving. And on this day, those of us who are familiar with the American custom and who embrace the American custom of giving thanks that there was a Native American who was there to show the Puritans and and the people who had landed in Plymouth, the proper means of agriculture, so that they didn't all die. 
we don't tell the story about how this man had been sold into slavery by um, and expedited as such by Protestants and was liberated by Spanish Franciscans, Catholics, and then was able to return and do these things for those Puritans, those people who had landed with next to nothing and not nearly enough experience to be able to cultivate the ground so that they could survive. Squanto, as he's known, or Tesquanto, as he was actually named, <clears throat> was a baptized Roman Catholic. And he's not the only one. One of the greatest warriors in Native American culture, Geronimo. It would be 40 years, 35 years since I heard the story of, since I first heard the stories about Geronimo, as he was a celebrated hero. 35 years before I would find out that Geronimo is French for Jerome. That Geronimo was a baptized Catholic. There's so many people who were responsible for the formation of the United States of America. Not necessarily through their direct action, and in many cases due to their opposition. Were in the place that God put them so that this conglomeration of nations, this federation, could stand up and become one of the most powerful nations on the face of the earth in the history of the world. And all of these people, aided by the so-called noble savages who were ennobled by the Catholic faith. And that was completely left out. It's left out time and time again from the tellings of the stories. I do not know the number of people who were responsible for the formation of this empire, who guided the hand of this empire to bring them to their nobler selves, not because they were Protestant Christians, but specifically because they were properly catechized, faithful Catholics. And on the one hand, of course, it makes me exult that the Catholic Church was largely responsible for so much of this nation, for so much that is right and good and true in the United States. All the while, every step of the way, they were kicking and screaming 
vilifying us as pagans and idolaters. When they wouldn't even have a sense of Christianity without the Catholic Church. You'd have no idea the traditions. You wouldn't even have half of the anchoring. And truth be told, you have very little anchoring in the one true faith anyway. But you wouldn't even have half of the anchoring that you have today if it were not for the traditions as they were handed down by Jesus to the apostles and the apostles to their successors down through the ages. And in the last 100 years, as the United States of America has managed, excuse me, the last 115 years, as the United States of America has gone time and time again back, back to the tree, attempting the coup de grace again and again and again to annihilate even the memory of Christendom, as though Christendom could somehow be regarded as a dark age. And as aggravated as I get about that, it's because I grew up, like most people in the United States, without the truth. And the truth is that if there is anything right and good and true, in this world. It comes from the traditions taught by Christ to the apostles and handed down by the apostles to their successors all around the world. And I give thanks to God that if I die tomorrow, I die a Catholic. Because the church looks at its own history with uncolored glasses, for the most part. I could say that there's a slight grayish cloud, a pall laid over the glasses of the church when we look back at our own history. And that pall is largely from the fact that in the last 50 years, so many of the customs that we have adopted, in some ways they are more perfect than they were in the past. But because they are customs that are more, are further perfected, in the case that they are, in some cases they're not, but in the cases that where they are further per perfected, we look back at the violence and the brutality throughout human history with a certain amount of disdain. But we must always, as the church teaches, look at the things that were happening in the world 
in context of the world in which they were happening. And so while, yes, children were beaten in Catholic schools, children were beaten in all schools up until a few decades ago. You didn't have toothless enforcement of rules like in-school suspension. You got your butt paddled and you got sent on your way. And if you look at the behavior of kids today, overall, and you compare that to the behavior of kids 30, 40, and 50 years ago, an argument could be made that you should probably bring the paddle back. And it would be a very strong argument indeed. Rapid, swift justice is far preferable to the languorous, torturous, supposed justice that we give today. Because the supposed justice that we give today promotes recidivism. It doesn't successfully correct someone from their wrongs. More often than not, it actually teaches them how to game the system to make it worse. So St. Humanifero Sarah beat some children who were misbehaving. And the side effect is, is that those children stopped misbehaving. And at least a portion of them would clean up their lives such that they too could make it into heaven. So the conquistadors conquered Many people. I mean, it's kind of in the name, conquistador. I mean, that's kind of what they do. And the people that they conquered sacrificed other people, murdered other people, consumed the flesh of other people. And today we honor the so-called gods of those people more than we honor the actual God of all creation. History is written by the victor. And I'm going to go ahead and point out that in at least the last hundred years, and probably a little bit further back, the devil has been the quote-unquote victor. And he got himself to a point where he got so close that now, according to at least one exorcist, it would seem his time is running out and the demons are panicking because they're running out of the time to make the victory complete. And it's showing. It shows in nations which had long embraced human liberty like Australia and Austria, suddenly going the way 
of tyrannical despotism. Only instead of it being the so-called political leaders, it's medical people. It's supposed technocrats, people who are technologically advanced. They're the experts. And now they have the power to make the choices, and the choices that they're making are remarkably psychotic by every measure. And to be able to see that in this day and age, after such a very, very long life of inveterate sin, is a grace that I would not have known to ask for. And now that I have it, I can't imagine a life without it. To be able to see the twists and turns and the lies and the falsehoods that have been in the narratives of my entire life. I would have never known to ask. And God willing, I'll never have to give them up. I'll never have to give this vision up. God willing. Because to see clearly, even this late in the day, to be able to see the moves and the impossibilities And to be able to bring them to you so that you could see them, I would not, I would not trade this for all of the fulfillment of every bit of degeneracy that I ever engaged in. And I pray daily. The God will sever me from any attachment to any other degeneracy, known and unknown, so that I could see these things more clearly, still. And even if he takes away my voice completely to where I could never complain, where I could never complain, where I could never proclaim them, to see them. To be able to see it so clearly. And even still, it's like looking through a shadowed glass. If this glass comes any clearer, I'll be truly blessed indeed. Because even now, I now know enough to know that I'm reaching about in the darkness but I know what I'm reaching for. And no matter how many times I extend my hands out into the darkness and put and find it in feces and sewage and filth,
I will continue to reach in the hopes that I grasp more and more of the light. And whatever truth God chooses to reveal, whatever clarity of vision, clarity of thought that he chooses to give me, be it more or if he chooses to cloud my vision, whatever he chooses to give me, I'll be thankful for it. Because there was one point in time when I could look out across the world And I could see how all of the pieces were moving. And I could tell that even as much as I could see, there was much more I couldn't see, but I could not see it because they were obscured by his hands. Because he's the one directing it all. <clears throat> And if I lost my vision tomorrow, I would still know God is in control. I would still know that his is the victory. Whatever clarity of thought that I have today, if I lost it tomorrow, I would still know that it is all safely, comfortably, eternally in God's hands. And regardless of all of the lies that I end up looking up and finding, all of the deceptions, all of the just filth that I have to look through, if I could no longer tell tomorrow what was going to happen next, if I could no longer see the pieces that were moving, nothing would shake me from the knowledge that it's all in God's hands. Nothing. And it is that surety, it is that certainty, it is that most impossible of blessings that I will forever be grateful for. And so long as you know That no matter what happens, if we lose access to the sacraments, if the church goes completely nuts and the state goes completely psychopathic and they start murdering people in the streets, you will know that it is still in God's hands. Christus vincit. Christus regnat. Christus imperat. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.